Welcome to the first podcast, Student Speaking Sports. I'm Kevin Domenico alongside Wyatt Krieger. We're going to go to the East Bracket first, and we're talking region upsets. Wyatt, who you got? Yeah, so first round upsets, early upsets for the today and Friday's games. I've got Marquette beating South Carolina. I just don't think I can really trust any SEC team, especially a team that was ranked so highly by the committee. But another upset I've got is Eastern Tennessee State, and that's another SEC upset, just because I feel like that conference really is not, the, none of these teams are tested throughout their, throughout their year, and I saw a lot of things about East Tennessee State going into the tournament. You got any upsets? Yeah, going into the uh, Virginia-UNC-Wilmington matchup, I do like UNC Wilmington. Uh, they got a high-flying offense, averaging 85 points a game. And their RPI, you know, 27 compared to UVA's 18. So, you know, I do like the matchup there. UVA does like to slow the pace, and they do pride themselves in their defensive efforts. But I like UNC Wilmington. They got a senior in, uh, in I'm sorry, a sophomore in Devontae Kaycock, who's a great defensive presence and who can get it done on – on both ends of the floor. So I like UNC Wilmington pulling it out over Virginia in a low-scoring game. So what upsets do you have going into the second round and then Sweet 16 in this in this later bracket of the East region? What do you have? So okay, So yeah. a team I like, uh, yeah, and not an upset in the round of 64, 64, but a team I like you know, throughout the tournament is SMU. SMU, a team who really is is around is you know rallied around this guy semi Ojalea, I think that's how you say his name right mm-hmm. uh, he's a transfer from Duke and he really found his stride at SMU uh, but yeah so you have them beating Baylor I do have them be- I round. have them beating Baylor second round but I have them losing to Duke in the sweet 16 a team that could that could cause some damage here in the in the east region I've also I've got a big upset I've got Villanova losing to Wisconsin again Wisconsin the way they played throughout the season, they can lose to any team and they can beat any team. They go on these offensive like slumps, I'd call them, where they look like the worst team in college basketball. But I just think if they're playing their game, as long as they get I don't out know of that, about that one, Wyatt. as long as they get out of, as long as they get out of that first round versus Virginia Tech, I think they can they have a good chance of beating Villanova. Let's talk about that matchup for a second. Wisconsin Virginia Tech. What do you think? Um well Virginia Tech Great three-point shooting offense. I think they're the highest percentage uh, three-point shooting offense in the league. They have great guards, but I'm like, I'm questioning their depth a lot yeah. throughout the season. Actually, speaking of SMU, SMU plays six guys. Six. They play six guys. So six. So I question their depth too. But you know what? Let's stay with Virginia, Virginia Tech, Wisconsin. I don't know. I like Wisconsin, but that's going to be a low-scoring matchup. I agree. I agree. Two. Uh, Wisconsin plays great defense for the most part, and but I think. Two point guards, Bronson Koenig and Seth Allen. I mean, if you have good guard play in the tournament, you're going to win. You're going to win games. So who you got in the Elite Eight? I've got Wisconsin beating UVA and then playing Duke, and then the Duke coming out of the champion of the East, of the East bracket. Mm-hmm. Who you got? East region. Yeah, I got Duke coming out of the East region. A uh, streaky team, you know, throughout the uh, regular season. But Duke, a team who knocked off UNC twice, um, and a team that I think can make it you know, further than the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, Duke, talent, like, top to bottom, 
best team in the country by far. Sure. They well, just haven't. They've had. They've had a lot of spots. Spots where they haven't played well together throughout the season. And I think they really came together in the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what Duke team will show up because you have Kennard and Tatum, two scores that just like to don't really feed off each other. They just like to go one on one on one. So if they if they start not one of them starts not knocking down shots, then I don't know how well they can play. But let's go over to the West region. What first round upsets do you see, possible upsets do you see coming in the West? And I like FGCU, and I know a lot of people are, are talking about Dunk City back in 2013, but the Atlantic Sun champ is coming in hot. They're, uh, you remember back in 2013 when they were coined the name Dunk City? 145 dunks. This year, 157. So I like FGCU uh, beating Florida State in Orlando. That should be a crazy one. Yeah, I've got FGCU too, and I think Florida State's a team that's really not played well away from home. And then I see a lot of possible upsets, like Notre Dame, I could definitely see losing to Princeton. They're a team that finds like big scoring droughts throughout the year. And West Virginia, I feel like Bob Huggins always finds himself in a position where they're losing or almost losing in the first or second round, mm-hmm. and no matter how good his team is. But they do run that press, man-to-man press. Press the Virginia. Whole they call him Press Virginia. They do. But second round, later, later upsets, who you got? Uh, and I like Notre Dame. Um, I like Notre Dame going to the Elite Eight. Notre Dame, a team who is led by Bonzi Coleman, the junior, averaging 17. He's averaging a double-double, a double, 17 points a game and 10 rebounds. But they can win close games. They've won 18 of their games decided by 10 points or fewer. So I like this team. You know, there is a lot of madness going on, and I like a team who can win close games. Yes, and I think we have to talk about the Zags from Gonzaga. And sure. every year, every year, it's always mm-hmm. how well how well is their conference? They're not playing good teams, yeah. but they always seem to be at that top top seed area. Sure. But they are really well coached, and I think this team is a lot different than any other team they have. They have some transfers. They have a point guard from Washington transfer, but I think they they make it to the final. A lot of people have them losing to Northwestern second round. Uh-huh. I think they make it to the final and they face off with Arizona. Yeah, I have the Zags going out early. You have the Zags going out early. Sweet 16 losing to Notre Dame. I like Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Notre Dame. I just see, I don't think any team in this bracket, because this seems like the, the West definitely seems like talent-wise the, the worst bracket top to bottom. Sure. They have the worst, yeah. I think they have the worst one seed out of the four. And Arizona is so deep and they've, They've gotten hot, and they just have scores. Athletic team is what they, they are. are. They're athletic. They have scores everywhere. They play great defense. Sean Miller, great coach in college basketball. I think they take the West easily. They have struggled with injuries this year, and, you know, they're all healthy back now, so I do like them taking the West as well. Okay, now on to the uh, Midwest. Side of the Midwest. One seed, Kansas. I think they're going to go far, but some upsets. I've got Michigan State. I've got Michigan State beating Miami. I know it's a 9-8 upset, but Michigan State, I mean, Tom Izzo, when he gets in the tournament, he, their teams play different. They've dealt with a lot of injuries, but with the athleticism of Miles Bridges, I think he can do a lot of things to combat what Miami's going to do defensively. Miami's also a, not, a non-deep team. Another big upset, I've got 11-6, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. I've got them making mm-hmm. it to the Sweet 16. And I think they can definitely beat Oregon. And I think they can definitely beat Creighton in the first round, but I think they can definitely beat Oregon in the second round, round of 32, and make it to the Sweet 16. Rhode Island, a Cinderella team. Uh, they did win. They won the Atlantic 10 championship. 
but they closed out their regular season with five straight wins. I see this. I see some parallels to, to you know, the FGCU team a couple years ago. But just Cinderella-wise, I mean, a team that can, you know, come in with a full head of steam mm-hmm. and cause some damage. Again, towards the bottom of the bracket, I see Michigan and Louisville facing off in the round of 32. And this is where I'm kind of puzzled. I've got Michigan beating Louisville, but Louisville is a team that gets forgotten because they beat a lot of really good teams in a really tough conference mm-hmm. in the ACC throughout the year. So I feel like people forget, but they're, they can beat anyone in the country. I definitely think they can make it to the Final Four. But Michigan, if they play like they did in the Big Ten tournament, and I know it's like obvious, but if they hit threes, no one's, no one's beating them. Yeah, I want no to talk about them. Michigan for a second. Michigan reminds me a little bit of that UConn team back in 2011. Uh, you know, with coming in, winning the kind of a Cinderella story. I want a Cinderella story coming in to the Big Ten championship and winning that. Um, and a team that's led by Derek Walton Jr. But so they're a hot team, and hey, I like them going deep, and I like them going to the Final Four. You like them going to the Final Four? I See, do. I just don't think Kansas. They lost early in the Big Twelve tournament. I know, but. They, they had one of their best freshmen out, Josh Jackson. He was in an incident, so he could not play. He was suspended, but he will be there for the tournament. And like I said before, guard play, they have two of the best guards, Frank Mason and Devontae Graham. They have two of the best in the country, and I just think that will carry them throughout the tournament, and they'll get, they'll get there to the Final Four. To the South, um, notable upsets. Kevin, what you got? Yeah, so in the South, I like Butler. Now, that I know that's not an upset, I know that's not an upset, but I just like the Butler team. I mean, they, they've showed a lot. I think they should have been seeded higher. And they, their two wins over Villanova really show that. Um, they've also beat Cincinnati and Arizona. So, yeah, they, they've led the Big East in, in fewest turnovers, led by junior Kalon Martin, who averages 16 points a game. And he comes off the bench, and he loves that role. Yeah. So I like, I like Butler, uh, you know, stepping in. And heading to the Elite Eight. Okay. Um, Seton Hall, I think they just were tested a lot more, and they're going to beat another SEC team, another SEC upset in Arkansas. But if we go to the 5-12, Minnesota, Middle Tennessee, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people, rightfully so, are hyping up the Middle Tennessee team, a team that beat Michigan State, who was a two-seed last year. And they really played well in their conference tournament. But I feel like people underestimate how good Minnesota is. They are five. They were a little high, highly seeded. But their guard play is great. They've got a lot of really good players. And they're only a one-point favorite to Middle Tennessee, which is odd for a 5-12 matchup. Well, that dreaded 5-12 matchup yes. is historically I still have know, yes. some upsets. I still have Minnesota moving on and then beating Butler in the round of 32. But if we go to the lower, Wichita State, I mean, they won 30 games this year, and they're still a 10 seed. Mm-hmm. And they, I know Thank the you. lack of competition is there, but I still think they're a really good team. And... Coach Greg Marshall's had their had their um, guys in the tournament year in and year yeah. out. So I see a definite definite possible upset for them, not in the round of not in the round of sixty four because I already think they're going to do that. But against Kentucky in the round of thirty two, again if Kentucky if they that one player Malik Monk's not playing well, they're not gonna they're not gonna win any games. Wichita State kind of reminds me of Gonzaga a couple years ago, not getting not getting as much respect, but having to you know push their way into a top seed in the tournament. And I think they're still you know not given the respect that they deserve. 
I do like Middle Tennessee though. I like I like Middle Tennessee and I like their their up tempo um their up tempo offense. But Jacory Williams, the senior forward, Conference USA Player of the Year, uh, he's a guy that he's a guy you got to watch, and he's a guy who can just take over the game. And I think they're the real deal and to, could do damage. UCLA, another team, I feel like they always lose early in the tournament, but mm-hmm. when they're scoring, they 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 can play with anyone. But their defense is absolutely atrocious. A, a, a athletic team. Really well, I would say team. the most athletically talented team in the tournament. And they're led by point guard Lonzo Ball, who really can do it all for them. And he can take over the game. He, he distributes the ball. He's a clear first-round pick for next year. But UNC, I think, again, their guard play, their overall talent, their experience is underrated. A lot of those guys have been in the tournament year in and year out. Joel Berry, Justin Jackson, they've all been there. They went to the national championship last year, and they contributed a big role. I think they're going to win in the South and make it to the Final Four. Let's head over to a, our Final Four projections for the East. Who you got coming out of the East region? So, East versus West, Final Four, I've got Duke versus Arizona. And I've got Zona coming out on top. I think Duke's, Duke's depth and their lack of interior defense is going to hurt them. They really, they really struggle with guard teams in the paint, and they have one good post player, Neil Jefferson, but I don't think he can take take on Arizona's depth all by himself. And then on the other side, we've got Kansas and U- I got Kansas and UNC. And that's when I just see the two guards, Kansas, Frank Mason, and UNC, Joel Berry. I just see them going at it. I think Frank Mason, he's a clear-cut national player of the year, and he's going to win it for them. Yeah, um, coming out of my East region, I like Duke. Duke, you know, as I said earlier, it's a streaky team, but I like their guard play in Allen and, and Kennard. Um, they, they got 13 wins over teams in the RPI in the top 50. Uh, but I like them coming I like them playing Arizona coming out of the West. Arizona a team who their four losses were against teams in the top 25. And you know, as I said again, with everyone healthy, this team is going to be hard to be beat. Um, I like the Duke Arizona matchup especially because those are two heavyweight teams. But I got Duke come out of that one. Now we head out to the Midwest and South. Out of the Midwest, I like my team, Michigan. Michigan, the hot team, the Cinderella team. Reminds me of UConn a little bit, as I said. Kemba Walker, Derek Walton, I don't know. But that does, that does ring some bells. Um, I like Michigan a lot. Uh, an athletic team winning the Big Ten. But let's head down to the South. I like UCLA. Um, another, another athletic team. UCLA, a team who is wickedly athletic. I think, as I said earlier, the most athletic team. Yes, it's just going to be the question whether they can guard guard teams throughout the tournament, which it, will be They're the going to play in some high-scoring games. I yes. do know that. So, final, I've got Arizona versus Kansas. Probably be a fantastic game. I think Sean Miller finally gets out of the Elite Eight, which he hasn't done in a while. But Arizona is going to play Kansas. I think Kansas is going to win. They lost a heartbreaker to Villanova last year. And I just think they're going to take the crown this year and win it all for Bill Self. We got. I got the Duke UCLA matchup in the championship, and I got UCLA. I got the highest scoring team in the nation who will prove that that you know defense does not win championships. Ooh. So thank you for joining us, Bracketology. I'm Kevin Dinomenico alongside Wyatt Krieger, and we will see you next Thursday when we break down. 
these Sweet 16 teams.